1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Writer
2: with you. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Let's go to my buddy, Super Bowl champion, longtime NFL player, linebacker, Green Bay Packer, Brady the man Papinga. Brady, do you have a nickname? Do you ever have a nickname growing up or, or, or college or even in your NFL heyday?
3: Man, I had so many nicknames, it got confusing. You know, I first started out with a, one that called me Schizophrenic. Schizo, oh. for short. And it's because the guy was like, you're such a nice guy. Like, and then you get on the field, and you're just this completely different person. like so you got dual personalities. And then I was knocking dudes out on special teams my rookie year, and my coach called me Captain Midnight. And then Kevin Green, the late great <laughs> Kevin Green, bless his heart, he called me Hammerhead because I used my head as a hammer. Um, then you got Pops, you know, which is short for Popinga. Um, you know, stuff like that. My older brother calls me Braid, you know. So I got I, I got a whole plethora of fun nicknames, Bill. So if you want to add one to the collection, you go right ahead, big guy. I'm I'm open for for any kind of creative, uh, innovative, you know. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll chew on it, but Captain Midnight is extra. I wish I was called Captain. I would, I would, I don't have a tattoo. I would tattoo Captain Midnight on my forehead if that was my nickname.
3: <laughs> no, it was a pleasure. It was an honor, you know, because they were they were excited about because that is that was at the time where you would run down and they'd make wedges with these big fat offensive linemen, and I was one of the few that would not slow down to run into them. You know, I would run right through them. And those big, those big fatties, dude, even though they're big and they're fat and they're massive, it's a big difference. If you took, look at physics, you got a 250-pound guy running like almost 20 miles an hour at you, and they're only barely getting started with their acceleration. Yeah, my impact going to be a little bit bigger than theirs. <laughs> it turned into a lot of busted-edge concussions. And uh, probably a lot. Of, you know, I'm not saying I was the reason, but you know, it's probably looking at that as, eh, it's uh, not a good idea to do that. It's not good for the overall longevity of somebody's brain. I'm gonna write down the physicist
2: and just just workshop it with the physics, because you just Ooh. dropped a physics. You love it. All right, give me the physics of of Baker Mayfield's career. I, I know we can be captives of the moment. But it was pretty amazing on Thursday Night Football a week and a half ago. The guy comes in and really hadn't had time to study the playbook and certainly looked like he was the, the Baker Mayfield who, who had trouble finding a job for, for a big chunk of that game and then leads that, that comeback. As we get ready to see him in Green Bay uh, tonight, what are the odds for you that Baker Mayfield has a successful career in front of him?
3: I like I've always liked Baker Mayfield. And I still like him until today. I still think it's a matter of finding the right situation with the coaching staff, with his teammates, because he has a personality that can be abrasive. And those kind, of, and so he's not a chameleon. He's not a guy that's just going to kind of settle in wherever. So it requires there to be a fit. And this could be it. You know, Who knows, though, if Sean McVay coaches me on this year. But at the very least, if he finds a fit within the organization, within his teammates, this could be the place because with Cleveland, I do believe he got to the point where he almost looked at himself as franchise in the sense that he could do no wrong. It didn't matter what happened. He was going to be the guy. And obviously that wasn't the case, you know? And, and I think that kind of mentality rubs through the wrong way. And and if you go from his position, well, of course, he's going to feel that way. He picked him number one overall. He's faced the franchises and all these commercials. He's funny. He's popular amongst the fans. Uh, but that's not how the team looked at him because there was something there, you know, especially when he was hurt and they was, they're kind of getting on him for like, hey, you either got to shit out or you got to go out there and play at the level we would expect you to, and he wouldn't do it. I think it rubbed people the wrong way. But uh, but it, it, and let's not forget, I mean, this has been his whole career, right? In college, this guy was from one place to another place, walking on, by the way. Until finally he gets to Oklahoma and, and wins the job and nothing's been given to this guy. That's why, you know, when he got drafted number one overall, that was probably the first time he'd ever had anything really given to him. So he's he's where he wants to be. I'll put you that way. It's right where he wants to be. And I don't predict him having a phenomenal game tonight. It's gonna be really cold. And you know, he's in Los Angeles. I live in Los Angeles. Bill, you I still think you live in Los Angeles. Man, I do. Like Man beach, you know, buddy. Cut hang oh, out. Yeah. yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. And then, I mean, come on, That's it's going to be different, you know, because the ball's harder, it's slippery. I'm not saying tonight's like an indicator of how it's going to go for him, but you start looking at everything put together, he's going to be, I think, ending this season on the high note.
2: Talking to Captain Midnight, a.k.a. Brady Papinga here on the program. Brady, So obviously, this is a Packers team that is not having a successful season, certainly by their standards and Aaron Rodgers is always going to be front and center of that. But the guy does have what? I think it's 22 or 23 touchdown passes to nine picks. It's fine. It's not it's not Aaron Rodgers top 5 quarterback of all time numbers, but it's very 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 solid for, for you and you you know the guy personally, what do you think the next year and a half of this guy's career look like?
3: Well, you know, I mean to go back to how he's playing, he's he, he had a he has a thumb that is not good. I mean, you can't hardly grip the ball. He's had balls sell on him, and these are easy throws over the middles with guys just you know breaking wide open, and he just misses it. I've never seen that happen with him ever, uh, which shows you like his injury has negatively affected his playing, and like the same thing applied with Baker applies with Aaron. It doesn't matter because everybody's still going to judge you according to how you perform. They don't care if you're hurt. It's not. There's no asterisks. And so that's how he's being judged, and it's a big reason. I mean, it's, their defense has struggled tremendously, too. I think uh, Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator, is a little bit over his head, you know, with uh, schematics, adjustments during the game. And I think we saw that against the Eagles, where he's running man-to-man coverage with no spy on Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts is running 50, 60 yards before everybody realizes, oh, the quarterback's running. That should never happen. You should, with a running quarterback... If you run man-to-man, it's pretty much built in. You should have somebody always looking at him in addition to the the four rushers, or ideally you went three with one. That's just spying him. Didn't do that the whole game. And that's that's like defensive strategy 101. Uh, but outside of that, everything else is on Aaron. That's just how it goes. When they win, guess what? Everything's because of Aaron. So it's not like we're talking out both sides of our mouths. And he knows that. He's not shying away from accountability. And so when you look at this next year and a half, Uh, that is something that would be part of the conversation. But the biggest thing that has happened is now Jordan Love. When he went in for Aaron, and this is another part of how injuries happen, another part of why when you're a quarterback, you don't want to leave the field. That's why Favre never wanted to leave the field because he knew he took over from Atchkowski for the Packers because he got hurt, and then Favre came in. And then when Favre had his funny bone issue against Dallas in 2007, Aaron came in. And then, you know, against the Eagles, Aaron had his oblique rib, rib issue. In comes Jordan Love, and everybody's like, oh boy, I was looking at it going, oh my gosh, it is now time. And what that means is, is you play your best guys until they're not your best guys anymore, and you don't have an alternative with, with a young player who has a, a trajectory that could meet the, the level of play of that guy. And right now you have a quarterback, Jordan Love, that's shown enough. I saw enough of him against Philly to say he has the trajectory to be, I'm not going to say another Aaron Rodgers, but to be that guy, to be your guy for the future. And it's that time where his rookie deal is coming to a close. You know, Aaron's he's owed $60 million uh, next year, no matter what, just so everybody knows. So he's probably not going anywhere. They're probably not going to just turn the page to Jordan Love yet. But I would say that this is most likely, unless something happens to Jordan Love, he forces a trade or he's unhappy or all of a sudden he just gets you know stupid and just stops improving, uh, Aaron most likely this year at the Green Bay Packers. And, and I don't know if it means he's done either. Let's remember, he's not a guy that is afraid to just hang him up either. You know, he's wanted to do something that Favre's never done, that Joe Montana's never done, that Tom Brady's never done, which is played his whole career with one team. So but I do believe when it's all said and done, next year he's done with the Packers. Brady Papinga, if you were on
2: that Patriots team yesterday, what would the what do you say to the players involved in that brutal, bizarre giveaway lateral? I shouldn't laugh, but I've never seen anything like it. I mean, do you just do you just look the other way? Do you walk up to the dude and be like, sorry, bro? Do you walk up to the dude and be like, What the hell are you doing? What's the mood and the message like in that locker room when a couple guys give a game away?
3: Well, it's the, fir- the first thing is is if you're freaking Matt Patricia or Bill Belichick, yeah, the best coach ever makes stupid mistakes. Not everybody's perfect. You're going to them going, what are we doing? Kneel down. Let's go to freaking overtime. What are we doing? I mean, they don't have a quarterback that has an arm. I don't know. Maybe you got Josh Allen, Aaron, and... Patrick Mahomes, are only three guys that can throw the bar 70 yards, you know. Outside of that, maybe you throw a Hail Mary if you have those guys. But that's not Matt Jones, you know. Matt Jones, you're going to kneel it down, okay? And I don't know what, what they're even running a play for. Because think about it. The only upside was you go to overtime. And the downside, you could list a whole plethora of things. Oh, we, we fumbled a snap. We throw an interception, and obviously the most unlikely of things is we throw a lateral 70 yards across the field, which the opposing <laughs> team picks off. I mean, come on. I, I get that's stupid. I mean, that's really dumb. But at the same time, as a coach, Bill Belichick owns this. They all should own it. You don't put your players in a position like that, okay? You just take it all off the table. You kneel it down. You go to overtime. That's on the coaches. And That's what's been crazy about Bill Belichick. He's had these moments. This year, to me, he's had moments with his offense where he's having a defensive coordinator, Patricia, who's never really called a offense play-wise. I don't think he ever had in his career until this point. Uh, you know, calling plays and you frustrate your quarterback. I mean, it's circus, New England. You know, and I just maybe Bill Belichick has gotten to the point where he's just in the epic mode. You know, it's like who cares? I've done everything I want to do. I'm gonna just keep doing what I want to do. Who cares? Just let's, yeah, you know, who cares how everything ends up. I just like being the head coach of the Patriots. Unless something crazy stupid happens, I'm still going to be the head coach because this Brady, is stupid. You know, any co- any other coach that does that. I'm telling you, man, they will literally get fired. And I mean, that's obviously not going to happen to Bill Belichick, but that's how stupid it was. I, I'm looking at it right now again, and I, I
2: I don't know. This is viewing 111, and I still don't uh, I still don't believe it. Brady Pippinga on the show, Brady. Let me let me posit you a view that I have, and then you. You tell me I'm wrong. You tell me I'm right. You give me your, your perspective. I and this is not just a, this is not just because of yesterday. I all year have not believed in the Vikings or the Cowboys because I just personally do not believe at all in Kirk Cousins and I don't I don't really believe in not really I don't believe in Dak Prescott either. And it's a wide open NFC. I just don't believe in either of those teams. Cause I don't believe in their quarterbacks. Do you see something different than I do when you look at each of these QBs
3: and therefore each of these teams
2: come the postseason?
3: I feel the same way you do about Kirk Cousins, and the reason is, is he has a very, very difficult ability to just calm down, especially when things are really getting pressure-packed. But the only caveat there is that Jefferson is kind of his binky. You know, like you got a baby who freaks out, you give him a binky, calms him down, that's Jefferson to him. And so that can kind of counteract that. I think there's something there to where he can – he kind of like, you know what, we're going to be okay because I can always throw it up to Jefferson and he's he's pretty good at just catching balls like out of the air and being a magician. So I think there's that element that can counteract that. With Dak and the Cowboys, I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. I like him a lot. I'm not with you there. I, I see him as a guy that he he, he has that demeanor – so where he's he's not going to freak out and, you know, go nuts. And, I mean, you look at the pick six yesterday, that wasn't on him. You know, that was a perfectly thrown ball, by the way, to a crossing receiver. They're at a mesh route where the tight end hit and that receiver crossed in the middle of the field and Dak just put it right on him. I mean, it was just literally right on the dude's chest. It bounces up in the air in the corner for the Jaguars, picks up runs for a touchdown. I mean, that's not on Dak, you know? And to be fair, I uh, did pick I, on I, and him And I it. How
2: and you're right. Like, that was a... That's a brutal – that's a brutal if you're a QB. Catch the ball.
3: You can't he, – he couldn't have done anything better. I mean, I guess he could have ran up to the guy and literally put it in his hand, say, here you go. You know, that's then the only X other it team, to him, get illegal. a signature. <laughs> yeah. 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 And just say, here you go. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that was a phenomenal play. Because if you look at Dak, I mean, he's getting pressure from his right. He's running to his left, which he has to then at that point disassociate his upper body with his lower body because he's a right-handed thrower. Zip it basically to where he's disassociating his lower with his upper body, leading the receiver perfectly to where he's not going to get blown up and to hit him right in between the numbers, which he did all those perfectly. And then the receiver just doesn't catch the ball. But to, to the, to your point of like Dak, I I can see where you're coming from because he's had moments in big games where you feel like, I don't know if this guy can like mentally handle it. uh, Like Kirk Cousins. But I, I think he's got enough help around him with their power running game and you know, C Slam and those guys that can, can kind of calm him down. But I just, I think his demeanor is better, uh, different than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is absolutely very high strung, very nervous. You know, and those kind of things you, you don't tend to to help you out when you're in the playoffs and these these big time pressure back games. But like I said, Justin Jefferson may a binky, he may be able to pop in his mouth and like calm him down, and and he'll always know, man, I got a guy I can just zip it out to if you know things get crazy. I love Captain
2: Midnight. He is Captain Midnight, Schizo, Hammerhead, Pops, the physicist, Brady Papinka, Super Bowl champion. Dude, I love having you on the show, man. I know it's it's sorta of early out here. Thanks for um thanks for making time, pal. It's always a pleasure,
3: Bill. Whenever I can do it, I take advantage.
2: because I love you, buddy. I appreciate you, you. Love your work, buddy. Keep it up. You too, dude. Hey, Merry Christmas, bud.
3: Hey, same to you and same to the listeners. Happy holidays out there. Merry Christmas. And enjoy the rest of your football season. It's gonna be exciting. That's it, buddy. I love Brady Papinga. Brady
2: Papinga on the show on Twitter at Brady Papinga. That's my guy. Captain Midnight it, and Diesel looks so you look so uncomfortable. That was football back in the day. They knocked people
4: out. I didn't know, you know, where he was going with those uh with those nicknames. I didn't know if they were all gonna be radio friendly, you know. Uh, he doesn't swear. Yeah, yeah.
2: I've never heard Brady. Doesn't mean swear I'm not gonna life. get nervous though. You're like Kirk Cousins. You need a binky. <laughs> yes.
4: Yes. Yes. You need, a, you need a writer than you Binky. it, it ain't me. It ain't I'm, bogus. I'm high strung. I'm very nervous.
2: You're a high strung guy, man.
4: Always. Always.
2: What can we get you as a what would be a radio binky?
4: Um letting me do bar sell. That calms me down. No, it does does it? Uh no, not really.
2: Yeah, no, it does the, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to work on a radio banky for Tom over here. In the meantime, we're going to do Buy or Sell with the most high-strung but excellent producer in the business.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
2: All right, welcome back into the show. Happy Monday. So Brady makes it, it's interesting. There, there's definitely a, a much more varied view, level of opinions on Dak Prescott. And I don't feel as absolutist about it as I do Kirk Cousins, but I don't, I just, I don't trust Dak. Binky or not, I don't trust. I mean, it might stop him from crying. Not sure it makes Kirk Cousins a quarterback. Brady's the best, man.
4: I'm not going to be able to th- you know, watch the Vikings and Justin Jefferson without thinking of a binky now. He's a binky. Yeah. Do you guys give Will a binky, or did you? No, he was not interested in it, honestly. You don't... He, uh, he was more into his thumb, which is uh, right. same. slowly, slowly trying to wean him off that.
2: Well, you're ahead of us. I mean, Henry was doing his thumb. For a long time. And then it just you know just stops.
4: Yeah, we try to wean off, but then it's what relaxes him to go to sleep. So we're like, yeah, yeah, just do it. Just do it. How do you wean a kid off his thumb? You just like, stand there and keep pulling his
2: thumb out of his mouth? Yeah, it's the only way I know how to do it. It's not really fun. Here's what will actually be effective. Peer pressure. Just let the kids do it in kindergarten. <laughs> Hasn't worked with Ryan, though. Trace, Ryan Hickey. Um... Oh, no. No, that was mean. That was mean. He's such a nice kid, too. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to try to be nicer. I'm going to get a lot of coal in my stocking, aren't I?
4: Is that uh, going to be the New Year's resolution, 2023? To be nicer? Or maybe just be nicer to me. Ryan, too. Ryan,
2: too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Me asking you to do something for work is not being mean. Like what? <laughs> well, what is it? You're...
4: It's, it's open to interpretation. <laughs> what
2: are you looking
4: for, man? Uh, that's pretty much what I was looking for. You you got right to it.
2: Are we doing a montage of me sound like an idiot? Is that still coming? Yeah, that's a work in progress. What day of the week is that going to happen?
4: Uh, how, how do you feel about Saturday? If we hear that on Saturday?
2: Not great, but it <laughs> tracks for you. It does track. Let's. Oh, let's oh sadness. Let's do buy or sell, Cell.
1: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell
4: on Writer Than You. The Kansas City Chiefs improved to 11 and three yesterday, but they needed overtime to get past the one win Houston Texans. Patrick Mahomes and company were down at halftime. And down again to start the fourth quarter before their game-winning field goal in overtime. Buy or sell? Yesterday's win over the Texans was alarming for the Chiefs. I'll, I'll buy. Buy. It was. Yeah, I think. I think it is alarming. Yeah. I mean, we've said this all season. We love this phrase on this show: playing with their food. I mean, there's no better way to highlight that than going to overtime with a one-win team.
2: There was a parable. A sports parable growing up that was presented in cartoon form somewhere that I watched in other forms that I hated. Hated. And it was the mighty Casey striking out. Thought it was dumb. Like, why doesn't... It's one at bat. Like, the guy struck out one time and now it's... But there is sort of a... a creeping concern with me about... About the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, I'm a huge fan of, of Mahomes, not the Chiefs. But I, I I, lived in that town. I covered that team. My kids were born there. I, I have an affection and affinity for the city and, and the people who live there. It's not my team, but I, I like the team. I have a creeping concern that Mahomes and the Chiefs, as likable as they are, are so impressed with their own excellence that they're losing some of their focus and some of their intensity.
4: Yeah, I'm worried. After starting the season 1-6, don't look now, but the Detroit Lions are now 7-7. Don't, don't look now. Look don't later. Don't look. Look later. Not now. The okay. season's not over yet. Okay. <laughs> they're 7-7 seven and seven after their 20-17 to win over the Jets yesterday. It was Jared Goff's sixth straight game without an interception. By or that regardless if the Lions are able to jump into a playoff spot, they're already the best story in the NFL this year. I'll actually... The best story, best story. I mean, I yeah, guess you one could. The- you could put the NFC East. Every single team right now is over five hundred and in a playoff spot. When we thought that was going to be the worst division in football, I'll buy it.
3: What buy. the
2: hell? I was going to go Bengals, but you know what? I buy some kneecaps off. I love Dan Campbell's team playing well. Jared Goff resurrecting his career, or at least his respectability. I'm in, man. What is the deal with "Don't look now"? What does that mean? Because you're literally saying "Look now."
4: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This is like all the other phrases I use. I don't know their origin story, but I use don't them anyway. Look now, but Tom's on vacation. Well, I yeah, like I can't don't know don't, unless I look. What does that mean? Yeah, so I, don't look, don't look. I don't want you to know that I'm on so vacation. Shouldn't
2: "Don't look now" be we're not gonna talk about "Don't
4: look now"? All right, I'll fix be answered. Look, I just don't understand what the, I don't understand what it means. Look now, Bill. The Lions are 7 and 7 after starting the season 1 and 6. Look now, look right now. Oh, look at that. All right, all the speculation leading up to Saturday. I know you love these Saturday NFL games late in the year. Was that the Miami Dolphins could not play in cold weather? Well, Miami was up 29 21 in Buffalo to start the fourth quarter before losing 32 to 29 on a last second field goal. By Tyler Bass. Buy or Sell Saturday proved that the Dolphins are an elite team in the AFC, despite losing to the Bills. That was my takeaway,
2: actually, buy. Buy. Now, there's a caveat here, right? Like, elite teams can have weaknesses, they can have bad matchups, and they can have the wrong venues. And I think there's two realities. I think the Dolphins are an elite team, and I think that they're going to struggle if they have to go on the road in the playoffs to some place where the wind is whipping and it's miserably cold. Like a lot of teams, by the way. Especially the way teams are built today. Which is why we should have a Super Bowl in a cold-weather venue.
4: I was going to be my next question to you. Was that perfect football weather for you on Saturday in western New York? Look. Bye. Bye.
2: I might be soft now. I might live in L.A. and complain about being 52 degrees out or whatever. I grew up in Dubuque, Iowa, and Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago. I grew up with cold and misery and real weather. And I played tennis in the rain, and I went out in the snow, and that's life. And, and this um, softening of the NFL to the point where these guys can't ever play in a cold venue because the media and the fans are going to be cold? Give me a break, dude. There are AFC championship games in these spots, so why can't... Oh, we can't do that, even though we had a game there a lot two weeks ago. Look, I'm not even a Packers fan, and are you telling me that it wouldn't be epic to have a Super Bowl at Lambo. Over the city So the City of Buffalo never, ever, ever gets a Super Bowl. Stupid idea. They can get one. Or Kansas City! Build a it might dome. be cold, it might not be. Build a dome. No! Don't get buy one Buy buy no, buy a buy a coat. <laughs>
4: All right, let's keep it in the NFL Don't here. look now. Look, okay. look now. According to Adam Schefter, the NFL informed the league's 32 owners last week at meetings in Dallas that they've combined to spend $800 million over the last five years on fired coaches and front office executives. Buy or sell NFL organizations will be more patient with their head coaches and general managers after this season ends because of being informed of these numbers. That's a crazy number. Sell. They're all overreactionary. Sell. Was half
2: of that amount, did that go to Urban Meyer and Dysfunction?
4: Yeah, uh, Urban Meyer and Dysfunction and Matt Rule, who is now in Nebraska. Half the money with those two coaches right there. God, that's crazy. $800 million in fired employees. What would you do if you had $8 million? Right. $8 million
2: got put in your bank account. By 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 Santa Claus. Uh,
4: I'm not sure you would ever see me again. So I would never see you again. Yeah, you wouldn't see me. Would you text me back or write me back or just you you just go? I mean, let's be we're being honest right now. Yeah, probably not. Probably not.
2: I would say goodbye in dramatic fashion. I might (laughs) I might office space this thing, and then I would send to your what would I send to your house. I don't know some really obnoxious gift. You know what? (laughs) I would send you a pony, just because. Yeah, good luck with a pony in an apartment in Jersey.
4: <laughs> and I can't get rid of it because then my son will love
0: it.
2: I would wait till yeah, I would wait till like Will's a little older, and and I knew he was home. I would pay a private detective to deliver it when Will was like in the like home.
4: I would give it to your son. Yeah, you're right. That is the most obnoxious gift you could send. <laughs> my son and would... the
2: pony would be named like Joy. This is Joy the Pony.
4: My son would love it. I wouldn't be able to get rid of it. And I'd be stuck with a pony living in Jersey. It would be well, impossible. It would be impossible to house it. Put it in the bathroom? <laughs> I could have a pony in my bathroom. Do you have two bathrooms? Uh, yeah, but the other one's not a full bathroom. I only have one tub, which I'm sure the well, pony has to use now. Yeah, you're not. the bathtub's over.
2: Bathing ends.:
4: Yeah, not, not ideal. Let's get to some college football here. For the first time since 1979, the Florida Gators have finished under 500 in back-to-back seasons after losing to Oregon State 30-3 in the Las Vegas Bowl on Saturday. Buy or sell the Florida Gators have lost their appeal in recruiting in the SEC. Florida still has a football team?
2: Uh,
4: they, have, they have a still bunch a,
2: of football it's teams. Just a little shot at you, pal. That was just because a little... Aren't you like a... <laughs>
4: Uh, yeah, Miami. Florida
2: fan? Also. Oh, Miami.
4: They, they also I finished under five hundred.
2: I can't keep track. Um, I will sell that Florida's lost their appeal. In sell.
4: Mm. I
2: think that they are like Alabama was when Saban took over. I think that they're like Michigan was when Harbaugh took over. I think the right person in charge and, and the right series of games and that tradition and that state, you're going to be fine. Remember, Florida, along with Texas— is the fertile ground for recruiting in the country. So you've got this built-in advantage of kids who want to go there.
4: All right, let's get to the NBA. The back-to-back MVP was added again yesterday. Nikola Jokic went off for 40 points, 27 rebounds, 10 assists, in Denver's 119-115 win over Charlotte. While Jokic is not top five in the league in points or rebounds this season, he's actually third in assists at over nine a game, while Denver is only one game out of the top spot in the West. Buy or sell, Jokic has a realistic chance to 3 as MVP. So, so, and I'm not saying he shouldn't, and this wouldn't
2: stop me. Maybe it would. Most voters won't vote for him again because he's won so many. I think that the restriction that I'll have as a voter if I'm I'm gonna be super honest here, I voted for him last year and I was so torn between voting for him and Giannis. Put MB third. And in
4: retrospect,
2: I think I told you the day I voted, I felt like maybe I should have voted for, for Giannis. Was I, I, not
4: I just, an easy vote last year.
2: No, it was hard. So I do think my own sense that maybe I made a mistake, it was so close, probably is gonna weigh against him. I'm gonna be worried about making that mistake again.
4: On Saturday, Devin Booker carried the Suns to a 118-114 win over the Pelicans by scoring 58 points. Booker shot 21 of 35 from the field in 42 minutes played. Phoenix was actually down by as many as 24 points in the game before storming back. The season series will end two games apiece between the Pelicans and the Suns as they're already done playing each other for the year. It's weird, isn't it? Very strange. They've played each other three times in the last two weeks. Yeah, weird scheduling. Buy or Deal. sell? The Pelicans have passed the Suns and are the better team. Oh, man. I'll buy. I'm buy.
2: They're both excellent. The thing is, is Zion going to be? I'm a lot more. I'm a lot more confident in, in Devin Booker's health than I am Zion's, but I'm less confident in Chris Paul's health than McCollum's, CJ McCollum. So I'm just going to presume
4: everybody's healthy, and I'll go slight favorite on New Orleans. Over the weekend, Aaron Judge's 62nd home run ball was sold on auction for $1.5 million. And I know what you're thinking, Bill. That's obviously a ton of money. Good for that fan. The only problem is the fan who caught the ball initially received a $3 million offer that he turned down back in November. Brutal. Buy or sell, you would have done the same thing turning down your first offer if you had caught the home run ball.
2: Before I answer, why didn't he just go back to the other person and say, all right, I'll give it to you for $3 million?
4: I got to believe that that offer didn't stand anymore. would be my thinking. I can't believe he would just just accept half the offer without even trying to get Great, the initial sh- offer. I'm sure people were telling him I was going to go for 10 or 15
2: I, You know what? I, I'll buy that I think I probably would have leaned toward just give me the $3 million.
4: Buy. It's,
2: it's as if, if you win the lottery, right? You have your lottery ticket. are you terrified that your lottery ticket's going to disintegrate or something? Always, yeah, of course. That's what, like, people that wait, you know?
4: By the way, lottery tickets, great stocking stuffers. I love getting those every year. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You want lottery tickets for Christmas? Oh, yeah, I get them every single year as a stocking stuffer.
2: All right, maybe I'll have Lori get me some so I can have hope that I can send you a pony out of... Malice. Oh, yeah, I can't believe you get me a pony. I think I, will. I think I'd actually do it. All right, let's finish with base. You have to take care of it though. There's no animal cruelty. You'll yeah, I mean, back.
4: my son would fall in love with it. There's no way I could give it away.
2: This is me as Uncle Bill. Because you named your son after me, being a good person.
4: That's exactly what it is. Your Thank cubbies, you, Bill. Your over, is the... broke. <laughs> That's how broken up I am about it. Your Cubbies over the weekend were active. They signed shortstop Dansby Swanson to a seven-year, $177 million deal. That's just over $25 million per year. Now, the 28-year-old Swanson is a career 255 hitter, has never hit 30 homers, and has never driven in 100 runs in a single season, but is coming off his first all-star appearance and his first Gold Glove Award. Buy or sell you like the Cubs... Signing Dansby Swanson. This is me looking at you. Yeah, you don't look thrilled. Um, now, l- let's, let's go a little deeper. Do you hate them signing Dansby Swanson, or do you hate them signing the deal they signed him to?
2: I mean, I'll sell that I'm a fan of the deal. Sell. It's just, here's my thing. Why didn't you just pay Chris Bryant... And Rizzo, the money that you could have, if you were, if you're going to give $177 million to Dansby, Swansong, Swanson, buy. I mean, come on, man. I saw some things somewhere in the Athletic or somewhere like the Cubs are building a great
4: defense. This isn't the NFL. <laughs> You know, win World Series by playing defense? If you have pitching and hitting, which we don't. <laughs> that seems important.
2: Uh, you made me sad at the end. You made me sad at the end. My pony my pony idea cheers me up, though. He's only 28, right in his prime. He's also not very good.
4: That's, that's yeah, that's part of it. He's
2: very fine. He's, a fun, he's okay. He's, like, fine. He's fine. I know that's what the market kind of commands now. It's the seven-year aspect that makes me nervous. What if in three years he's terrible?
4: It just seems like you have to overpay for anybody. Anybody you want. Position, player, pitcher, anybody. You have to overpay with years and money now. Which, we, as
2: we discussed, is just going to further deprive Absolutely. smaller markets of any chance to be competitive. Absolutely. It. it... I, would, I mean, the system's not built this way, but I'd love it if the system was built so the Yankees and the Mets and the Dodgers could never be good, and then all the media people would freak out, baseball's broken! Half the problem is that the people who should care don't, because they live in markets that that, that have an advantage, so they never talk about it. Alright. What kind of pony, boy or girl pony? I guess boy pony? I don't, boy pony? I don't know why, though. I mean, can you imagine taking that pony to the elevator? You think you'd get turned in by your neighbors? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Are you allowed to have pets there?
4: Yes, we are. But there's no way you're allowed to have a pony. Are you sure? No. I haven't looked at the fine print. It's never been on the top of my mind to look.
2: Be like, it's a freak cat. We don't talk about it. It's got a genetic (laughs) thing. It's a cat. (laughs) It's Felix the cat.
4: Don't do this to me.
2: (laughs) Basketball bill is coming up. I'm going to give you an NBA superstar who's fool's gold. This is another we told you so. And it's coming up with truce, truths, with words I can say after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Peter Schwartz.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. You're listening to the Writer Than You Podcast. Welcome back into the show. Look at this tweet.
2: Can I read, can I read this guy's name? Are you, do, you, do you want me to read this name? Yeah, go for it. Moraz's Extra pair is the name of the Twitter handle. It's at me and you. Dudes, it's happened. A year ago this time, I just hated this show. I thought you, Bill, that's me, were such a jerk and your takes just pissed me off. Fast forward a year, and I listen every day, interact, and thoroughly enjoy the chemistry between you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. And I wrote a thank you. I really appreciate it. But have you seen this guy's guy's bio?
4: Uh, I have. I have. I checked it out, actually.
2: Go Hogs. I love radio. Tan Everywhere. Jan Everywhere. Dad to Rowan. Husband to Sarah. Slave to my cat. D-Alien. Cannot stand A&M. Broncos. Or Bill Ryder. (laughs) Well, take it off, bro. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I love you. I also hate you. No, I'm just kidding, bro. Thank you. Hey, appreciate We have a rejoin where I talk about this. It's it's like a virus. We'll play it. Morass is Extra Pair. We'll play that rejoin for you tomorrow. Or I want to. Tom will say no, but it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I lo- Hey, we joked aside, man, you got a lot of places you can go and listen. Appreciate you. Thanks for hanging in there, and, and thanks for coming around on the show. Merry Christmas to you, too. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free, Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, holiday, triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com. Buy a Westwood One station stream or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone fixed Finder service can help trouble with you. The like, it calls your pesky check pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply again on the zone. AutoZone, let's do basketball.
1: Basket <laughs> Bill. Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is Bass Get Bill.
2: When I was younger, I went to Colorado for the first time, and I got gold fever. I read about it. I thought I was going to get gold. I was nine years old. I learned to hand or pan or whatever. Like, for gold, didn't get any gold. I want the gold. Give me gold all the time. That is Anthony Davis. You see it. It's shiny. You think it's going to make you a champion. You think it's going to make you successful. But it is a lie. It is a farce. It is fake. It is not there. Anthony Davis is a massive, otherworldly talent. But he will never add up to a championship-level star, or even co-star, outside of the one exception he has. I know he's gonna ring. And I do not subscribe to this stupid notion it doesn't count in the COVID year. It counts, but it's also a great bit of fortune. Because remember, when the season just got put on hold for several months before the bubble began. That benefited the Lakers more than anyone else, not just because they had LeBron and the ability to handle the weirdness of the bubble, because Anthony Davis, who's literally never made it through an entire season of playoff run ever, got several months off for his body to heal. Fast forward to the latest news. He's out for probably a month with this injury. Everybody said he was the guy. Look at the way that he played it. always oh, he's a top-five player. The Lakers can win it all. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy for 82 games, and here's a dirty little secret of the NBA. you got to make it to the playoffs those begin around April 15th, then you have to win the whole thing to win the whole thing. That goes to around June 20th, if it goes seven games. It's two months and change of extra basketball every other day. Anthony Davis doesn't have what it takes to stay healthy. He's a very good player. He's massively talented. But if the best ability is availability, as demonstrated by LeBron James, Then the worst ability is the Humpty Dumpty reality of Anthony Davis I don't love it, I'm not rooting for guys To get hurt, but we told you so You can't count on AD Because this is who he is That means you can't count the Lakers in as a real contender No matter what they do for two or three weeks In December And that was Basket Bill I do like the Basket Bill clothes I think it sounds funny
4: It's so good Me and you go back and forth on this. You love Bum of the Week? Basketball's the one for me.
2: If you had to bet your life, your life savings, on Anthony Davis being healthy for an entire season and postseason versus Kirk Cousins carrying a team to a Super Bowl, what are you doing? I have to
4: go Kirk Cousins. I have to. I think so, too. I have to. There's a talented team around him. Probably not going to be great, but I think the team, as Brady Papinga pointed out, could carry him. Uh, Anthony, Dave, there's too much evidence. There's too much. The guy's not going to stay healthy.
2: I think the Niners might come out of the NFC, even with Brock Purdy. Isn't it wild? The They're on their yeah.
4: third string quarterback, and it looks like it doesn't matter. If
2: uh, Again, I'm not trying to hate on Jalen Hurts, and maybe this is an unfair comparison, but I don't think any of us would, would say that Jalen Hurts' season this year is as extraordinary as Lamar Jackson's, the year that Lamar Jackson won the MVP when they went 14-2. and And maybe it's unfair, but Lamar got shut down and lost in their opening playoff game. They got the bye, obviously, but they lost their first playoff game of that run. You're going to play much better defenses. They're going to have tons of time to prepare for you, and they can, if they can take away what you do, they can make the offense really hard. Now, the Eagles also have a really good defense, but that Niners defense is more than capable. I think, of confounding Jalen Hurts. If you buy like I do, the notion that it could be difficult for him to replicate in, in in his first playoff run where the stakes are really high, what he's been doing. Fun show today, Tom. Great start to the week. Yeah, good stuff. we got four more to go. A bunch of surprises for you over the course of the week, so stick with us. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you to Captain Midnight, a.k.a. Brady Papinga, and thank you for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio.